Right, we're recording okay. now with no gain. I'm going to uh, put this... Are you clapping for I just thought it might be useful. Yeah, but I don't have to sink anything, oh, do yeah. I? Unbelievable. Alre- already, it's a shambles, this, and we're sort of 20 seconds into it, if that. You're not eating. You're just having a Pringle. <laughs> right, let's get started. Just, yeah. Hello and welcome to... I've not finished chewing yet. Give me a sec. Fancy, fancy bringing crisps onto a podcast. Mm. Right. Of course, they're not a crisp, they're a savoury snack. I'm ready. Okay, shall we play the music? Hit it, DJ. <laughs> Welcome to Series 3, Episode 5 of Crass. I'm George Walsh. And I'm Paul Austin. It's another special one, isn't it, listeners? It is a very special. It's, a tri- it's Paul's triumphant return to Manchester. Hey. We're in the same room again. Uh, yes, and um, can see each other. But I, I think the awkward pauses will still be there, don't you? I think. What? No, it's not, not there. Well, go on, let's get things going with Paul's questions. Well, on. maybe not. Because it's a tradition with podcasts where we're in the same room. Mm. I mean, we've only done it once. Once, yeah. But (laughs) I'm going to make it a tradition. There's no Paul's question time this week. Sorry, listeners. Instead, George, for letting me... I'm not staying over this time. No. But for letting (laughs) me just be in your house. Yes. I've got you some lovely gifts. Oh, in a very uh, lovely Christmassy uh, gift bag here. I mean... It's one of the worst bags I've ever seen. Great value. I think. <laughs> we were in the Arndale, me and George, and I arrived here. And I said, I've got to nip in and get, I'm going to nip into Card Factory to buy a bag mm. for George's present. <laughs> said that to George. <laughs> um, yeah. And he said, All right, okay. And I saw this one just at the front before I'd even got in the shop. <laughs> it was just this Christmas one. And it said, Great value underneath. I went, Brilliant, that'll do. <laughs> so I took that out there was no price on it but I thought they said it was great value <laughs> they wouldn't lie cheap. would they no and it really feels really cheap like <laughs> really horrible if you gave if you gave it to someone you actually cared about and liked <laughs> it'd be like they'd never they wouldn't like you or care about you after that oh, of course. Um, so I thought it's got to be cheap got up to the counter she said uh, you know these are four for a pound I was like four for a pound they've got to be cheap if they're four for yeah. a pound but I don't need four, so I'll just have whatever it is individually. Uh, and this, in the end, she had to ask a load of people what the price was. And in the end, it was one for a pound. <laughs> one for a pound or four for a pound. And it was weird when she it kept George. saying it like that was normal. <laughs> like, yeah, it's what it's a pound or four for a pound, one for a pound. That is not pound. normal. No, that is weird. Yeah. and I want. I wish I could go back. I'm on the way. On the way back, George. On the way to shoot <laughs> a refund. Yeah. On the way to shoot hill, I might go in and just say, look, one for a pound or four for a pound, that's not normal. That's not a normal deal. <laughs> I might just pop in and say that. Good on you, I think you should. Yeah. But anyway. Shall I yeah. take a look? Yes. Right, so I'm going I can feel a big buck. So I'm going with that first. Oh for fuck's <laughs> You like her, don't you, George? <laughs> Oh, it's the only laugh I'm going to get out of this book. It's Miranda Hart's Is It Just Me? 
It's an autobiography, Joe. It's a great big. Christ. You can read that. I think you, uh, it's a good. It's sort of book you put in the toilet, in it. What down the toilet? <laughs> There's like bits that are written like a script as well. <laughs> There'll be extracts 30s. from Miranda, presumably. Oh God. Um. No, it's extracts from going to an evening book group on Tuesday at seven thirty. Wow. Uh, with Nigel and Kerry. Uh, blah blah blah. It's written like a script. This bit. I just I opened it randomly and I found something I hate immediately. What is it? Um, Miranda. Well, hello. We're all looking very serious, aren't we? The thirty-something women are indeed looking very. Oh, women. Sorry. Are looking very serious. This is because I can't speak. Just Why start... am I doing a podcast when I can't speak? <laughs> just start doing it for the beginning. I'm not doing it for, what. Chat what chapter one? <laughs> no, for the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> Got some chapter headings here because they're easier to read than Miranda scripts. <laughs> <laughs> chapter one, life, eh? Mm, fuck off. Yeah. So, no way. Hang on, no, it's a really good present. Music, hobbies, office life, technology, beauty, body. Blah, 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 so they just blah, blah, so after blah, that one, they're blah, not like blah, quirky titles. They're yeah, just, just things... weak generic observational comedy performed by wow. uh, Miranda Hart. There you go. Just throwing it on the bed there. Yeah, I don't want no, it. No care. Right, the next thing. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> well, it's Halloween coming Halloween, up, George. It says Halloween mask. I'm not convinced <laughs> that's a particularly effective Halloween mask. I'm trying it on. Can I try it on? Yeah, go on. I'm sure, uh, it on now, I'm sure it'll be an improvement. Oh, God, that's horrifying. <laughs> Look in the mirror. <laughs> That is genuinely, that's genuinely frightening. I didn't think it would be, but uh... <laughs> I'm taking a photo, listeners, and I'll put that on the Twitter. There you go, George. You can oh, have that. Cheers, back. great. There's right. your present for. <laughs> just throwing it on the bed. Right. Next, we've got what have we got here. <laughs> oh, I'm not eating that. It's... Don't make me eat that. It's a fun thing, isn't it? It's fun that lollipop. <laughs> it looks funny? gross. Tastes great. Colour flavour. Especially for poo. That's a, that's the weakest <laughs> pun I've seen. So what it is, listeners, is it's a it's a it's a big gummy Turd poo emoji, on a stick. It? But um, it, look at the shoddy it, packaging there. It's really bad. I'm just gonna take a photo before we rip it open. Yeah. and have a taste. You can taste it on my behalf. No, you you're not gonna taste it. No, I don't. I don't. I don't want to bite into a turd on a stick. <sighs> I'm sorry. It's got eyes and everything as well. Oh, it's, that's just nasty. It's just going to be a bit of gummy stuff. What I wanted to point out there was that the, the plastic thing around it was hanging over the where the card ended at the bottom. Yeah, I should have just started at that. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, I'm not eating that. You're going to have to give it a feel, though, George. Oh, really? Do I have to? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh. Just feel the texture of that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I've li just licked my fingers after touching it. It just tastes of oil. <laughs> Oh, I'm slightly anxious now. It's really, yeah, well, I'm not eating it. It's so. really badly done. Do you want to have it, give it a smell? It just smells of Coke. It does it? smell of generic cola, I'll admit. Paul's gone for a bite. Oh, it's really... You can't really, bite it off. Wow, that's really tough. Stop. I've got to edit that and listen to that. Never mind the listener. Think of me. It absolutely, it really just tastes of nothing. I think you should give it a bite. I'm not biting it. It doesn't taste of anything. I don't want to bite the bloody thing. <laughs> I'm grateful. It looks, it looks disgusting. It's, it's covered in oil for some reason. <laughs> it's really weirdly oily. <laughs> oh, well, there you I, go. I don't want nothing to do with it. 
turn right. down your I'm, lovely I'm gift. I'm anxious here. Uh, there's a DVD. <laughs> I, I think you'll like this There's something one. behind it. This isn't actually... This is an official present. I just saw this. I saw this on the side before I left. There's nothing... <laughs> there's nothing interesting, really, inside. But look on the back. Look on the back. So this is a leaflet for Malvern Theatres. Malvern? Malvern? Malvern. Whatever. On the back. <laughs> a magic carpet ride that's pure genie us. <laughs> Aladdin. Starring John Chalice. <laughs> Brilliant, can we go? We've got Malvern's favourite funny man, Mark James, in this. That's wishy-washy. <laughs> oh, I, I desperately want to see Boise. We should go and see that. As Abenazar. Am I pronouncing that right, Paul? Oh, I don't know. Jamie that's Stevens. Not a, that's not a Midlands thing. No. There's some other stuff. Oh, Holes. Do you remember Holes? With I Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I sound yeah. kind of observational comic <laughs> doing stuff from 10 to 15 years ago. Who, who remembers Holes? Anyone remember Holes? Shia LaBeouf. Ting Tings? Anyone remember the Ting Tings? <laughs> I've um, the Ting Tings. Uh, they're not bad. That's I not, think that's not my name. Is that what they did? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and all the other ones they did. Like I said, there's nothing else interesting in there. It's mostly no, it's just. It's, just garbage. it's all about Boise. Yeah. But, but that is great. I want to see that. John Chalice in Aladdin. Malvern Again, Theatres. we'll put photos of all of these on the Twitter. There's a DVD. It is Terry and June, the complete version. <laughs> you like them, don't you? No. <laughs> I think that we're a bit like Terry and June. <laughs> which one's Terry? Which one's Terry? Well, you're Terry Scott, yeah, obviously. Yeah, you're June Whitfield. The sort of slightly smug... <laughs> Uh, okay I'm not going to go any further than That's that. That's all right, I'll go with that. Terry and Jim. I can't believe... I know how much you like old comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Terry and Jim. It's like often regarded as the death of comedy, isn't it, Terry? It's only the first series, I'm afraid. Oh, Sorry. what? I have to get you the second one. <laughs> Build up my collection. <laughs> Build up your Terry and Jim collection. Uh, do you remember the theme tune to this? Um, I sort of do, but I can't remember. Uh, I, I it's remember. one of those things where I can't... Uh, do it off the top of my head. I remember it because I had a nightmare once very early on in our friendship uh, where we were sitting in bed together. <laughs> you have a lot of those nightmares. And this music was playing. And it's um, along the lines of... And so on. Okay, I do know, yeah. And yeah, we were living a sort of very bougie, to use the uh, the phrase the kids say, yeah. live together in nineteen late 1970s Britain. Uh, episodes include Long Weekend, <laughs> On the Move. That that involves moving house, I'm Presumably, guessing. Presumably, yeah. Yeah. Well, before they move into that house where they've uh, got the sun lounger that collapses. Flying Carpets, A Bridge Too Far. That'll be a racist one. What, Flying Carpets? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, this isn't in its shrink wrap, so I'm wondering, have you had a look through this? I haven't, one? no. <laughs> I f- it was being thrown away. <laughs> And it was being thrown away last year. Thought, All of my gifts and stuff that have been thrown away. <laughs> and I was like, hang on, I'll give that to George. Uh, there will be a crass update with this, because I'm going to watch Flying Carpets to verify if, it's, okay. if it is racist. Good. Because I don't want to libel... Okay. Well, they're both. Uh, a Bridge Too Far. What do you think that's about? Bridge? The game? Card game another, Bridge? Another racist that's bourgeois, one. isn't it? Another racist one, probably. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying that, so I'll watch all of it. <laughs> And report on it. <laughs> so telly me in a couple of weeks will be Terry and Terry Jim, the first special. Series. 
writing on the wall and animal crackers. Animal crackers. That's got to be a good some one. Some sort of animal abuse of some sort. Throwing uh, <laughs> the, the disc spinning <laughs> as I threw that across the room. There's only edible things left. Yep. It's making me very nervous. I'm going to go for the can that's here. <laughs> Peas pudding. Foresight. <laughs> right, the company that's made this is Foresight. <laughs> you you know what peas pudding is, don't you? I don't know what peas pudding is. Peas pudding is. hot, peas pudding cold, peas pudding in the pot, nine days old. This is long older than nine days, <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing. Uh, I, I'm, I don't like peas. Peas pudding, it is made of peas. I can't eat it. Okay. I, I was forced... I'll have a bit then. This is... Yeah, I, when I was in primary school... I was force-fed peas by a dinner lady. Be sacked now for that. (laughs) Oh, it's mad the old days, isn't it? Um, Foresight. Have you ever had any other foresight I don't know, but I saw it on the shelf in Waitrose, would you believe? This? Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a picture on the Twitter, but it looks like like it's been around since Terry and June was on air. It really does, doesn't it? Yeah. It's proper old-fashioned style. Maybe they've kept to that because... There's some there's some people who want foresight to remain the same. It's a kind of maybe they're cashing in on a kind of Brexit thing, a bit like how they're changing. <laughs> Let's take uh, Britain Snickers back. Oh, is it going back to Morrison now? For, for Morrison's. Uh, oh, for the real Brexit. Yeah, scum for like a, for like a period. For like a period of like <laughs> the summer or whatever. They're going back to Marathon just to kind of capitalise on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shall I get this open then? Uh, well, I mean, it does have cooking instructions. No, so. look, look, turn it round. So it's ready to eat. Ready to eat, Jesus. Cooked. Well, well says, do you want to get a picture of it first? It says ready cooked. Ready cooked. It says do not boil in capital letters. Do not boil. Mm. Peas pudding, Christ. Can I ask, is there any... I mean, there's one thing left in the bag. Is Am I going to like it? No. Oh, no. Um, great. Great. Hang on. Even if Be careful it... to not get peas pudding juice all over my how nice does, table. How does this work? Oh, okay. how does... Shall I try and... I'm trying to use... This. I'm trying to use my... Uh, oh, you do that. Yes, yes. Okay. I've got it. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're listening to the Crass Podcast, but Austin is... Oh, a load of air. Oh, it's dear. <laughs> That's not healthy. Do you want to sniff it? <laughs> I mean, honestly, no. <laughs> He's just pulled her face. I have a real thing with peas. It's a proper... <laughs> I should see a therapist about it, I think. Not, I can't open it. I think... Oh, it's one of those. Oh, no. Right, yeah. Can we just be careful it. of the table? Okay. Um, I'm not Shall just... we go and get a plate? Yeah. Uh, dead air jingle? <laughs> <laughs> there is some dead air. Some dead air. Some dead air, there is dead air. There is dead air. Oh, come get out. No. No. I can't get out, Paul. <laughs> He's trapped himself. Dead air. Oh. <laughs> there is some dead air. I'm slightly anxious about this. Oh, now. the smell when it's you got, re-enter the room is... He's got a fork and everything. 
this. Ow! Yeah, you can really smell that when you come back in the room. Oh, um, so. fuck. You really can. <laughs> oh. oh, no. I opened it up and it's in the shape. I don't want to eat this, George. Well, I've brought a fork now and everything. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, fuck. Go on. What have I done to myself, George? Well, you thought this would be uh, really, a good laugh. It really smells. <laughs> Wait, I can't believe Waitrose. Uh, I know, you I, expect better. Shall I open the windows? Yes, just yes. for now. Oh, fuck. No. I'm having a really small bit. Me. Um, When's the best before date? 2023, I think it was. You have to get rid of this as soon as I. How is it? I mean, it just tastes of like. <laughs> it tastes like the worst peas, basically. More. Oh fuck! Because I mean, hell. peas are a real thing for you me. You would absolutely hate that. Yeah, I, I can't do them. So I, I just <laughs> terrifying. Oof. So I don't like if this food I don't like. I'm fine to ignore it in a meal, but peas are one I really can't get yeah, out that of. Is that is foul. Yeah. <sighs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to get rid of that then? <laughs> Can you go and put that in the bin for me? How do I get this out? How <laughs> do I get this out of the can opener? Oh, I've got it. Yeah, uh, dead air jingle. <laughs> Again. There is some dead air, some dead air, some dead air, some dead air. That really was bad. I might have a, I might have a bite of the lolly to take the taste away. <laughs> <laughs> is it really bad when you come? <laughs> It is, oh, it's horrible, listeners. Right, well, hopefully, last the, next, present. the last present will make up for it. It's <laughs> Morrison's <laughs> medium dry cider. 5%, so that's not too bad. A juicy blend of apples. I mean, it's cider. What the fuck else would it be? I mean, you can get pear cider, yeah. Yeah. But well, you're going to drink a bit of this one, yeah? I'll have a bit of that, yeah. It's alcoholic, yeah. Trying to drink the bit, the alcohol. I, won't, I mean, I won't have too much because I know you'll uh, want that for the coach. No, this is. <laughs> but uh, there you go. I will have a swig. Chin chin. Of... Oh fucking hell! It's ropey. <laughs> <laughs> Just the smell of it is quite railway arch. Is it as be is it better than the it's the peas pudding, pudding situation? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go for a bit. Drinking it now, listeners. Do you know that's passable cheap cider, that's really? Okay. I've had worse. You've that. got a cold. Yeah, sorry. Mm. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll pour it in me Coke can. Mm. I mean, the aftertaste isn't super. No. Oh. Aftertaste is worse. Oh, no, that isn't good. I don't... See, I don't like cider, is the thing. So, I don't really know the metric for good or bad cider. Yeah, but not... I know the aftertaste. It wasn't as bad at first, but then the aftertaste it sort of fills your mouth with like yeah. lacquer or something. I mean, if you 
<coughs> if you did were just in under a railway bridge and you just wanted to forget all your troubles, it'd be it'd be fine. I'm just clear my throat there. But um, yeah. yeah, it's not the sort of thing you drink at a fancy garden party, is it? No. Or or at cheers. Cider medium dry. <laughs> just seeing if there's anything interesting. On the bottle, there is nothing interesting on the bottle. It's just as simple it's as they can get, as cheap as they can get. Waste of time, really. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Having a look at that. Great. I'll. Uh, use what was your favourite present? My favourite present. Yeah. Um, I think the mask is the most effective <laughs> of all the the gifts. Uh, it's, it's awful, though, isn't it? What do you mean it's awful? See, but there's a thought into this. I just these. want to point out. I've thrown it onto my bed, and it's landed on on my pillow. <laughs> Like the end of Eyes Wide Shut, and I just... <laughs> I'm scared when I go to sleep, I'm going to wake up and see that next to me in the middle of the night. I want you to hang that one, because you did have some. Have you still I got a mask did. hung up? Uh, the, the string went on it. Okay. I'd had a Venetian mask. Well, you can hang it up with that now. Yeah, you can sure. a Venetian mask, and then that one from Poundmouth. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that, aren't I? <laughs> right, well, it's been... 20 minutes, should we have a feature? Good idea. <laughs> okay, Paul, well, it, I think it's time for you to tell me what you've been watching this week. Tell me what you've been watching this week. You tell them you saw it on the, um, the telly. This week, George, I watched Pink Floyd's The Wall. The movie. The movie. <laughs> Pink Floyd, the movie. Pink Floyd, the movie. So it's Pink Floyd's The Wall album, but with Bob Geldof in it, and it's a movie. Yes, directed um, by Alan Parker. Who yes. Did, well, loads of great films, actually. Like, uh, it's also, yeah. Midnight Express. Sorry. No, no, you carry on. I was just going to say. No, that's fine. That's fine. Leave it. It's got uh, cheeky Bob Hoskins in it as well. It has, hey! <laughs> I love Bob Hoskins. Does he uh, get to use any of his signature Harold Shand lines in, in He that? doesn't really get to speak in it, because nobody really gets any dialogue massively, yeah. like, apart from the roadie who he takes back and like bits from the album. Yeah, that's the problem with that film. I think if if um, Bob Hoskins had sort of pinned Bob Geldof up against the wall and said, shut up, you long streak of paralysed piss, then I think the that film would, would be have been great. much better, wouldn't it? Really it really would have. I just wanted to say... I'm not. I mean, it's a. It's pretty good. It's probably uh, you. You. I think you're right, and I think most of the people involved think the same thing. It's yeah. The weakest way of. Uh, it's yeah. It's widely regarded as the yeah. least sort of successful version of yeah. that story, right. and the tour and the album being seen as, but as better. I just want to reach out to Roger Waters. Don't worry, I hate our audience too. So <laughs> you're not alone. <laughs> Yeah, that's why Crass hasn't really done gone on tour. I mean, that the main reason is that we hate our audience and would be filled with such contempt that we would spit at them. Which yeah, is what what happened. Completely. It's the story behind the wall. Uh, the, the second reason is equally valid. Is we don't have any listeners, no, but that's the main thing. we wouldn't let that stop us from spitting at our no. audience. So. No, the yeah. listeners we do have, we'd spit on all of them. Yeah, easily. In their mouths. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I'm glad we're sort of on the the topic of of Pink Floyd. I I, I have seen the Wall, and um, mm. I haven't seen it in a while. But I I did think it was. I I didn't think it was a bad film, but yeah, like we said, it's not the best version of that yeah. story. But um, I was gonna just talk about Pink Floyd briefly for uh, a feature we've got on Crass. Uh, if you're a new listener, called Things What Get on Me Tits. <laughs> Brilliant. 
Oh, on this here crafts podcast, we do have lots of bits. And here's another feature called Things What Get On Me Tits. Yeah, Things What Get On Me Tits. So, I can't really overstate how much of a, a Pink Floyd fan I, I was in my early teens. I, you were one of the um, band members, practically, weren't you? Pretty you much. I performed stage. on stage with Rog, yeah. <laughs> Me and Rog were like that. I'm crossing my fingers, listeners, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I can't help but in recent years be quite disillusioned with, with uh, their marketing. Uh, the fact that there's endless uh, remasters. I mean, a lot of bands are no- notorious for this, but I think Pink Floyd really are taking the piss at this stage. They uh, A few years ago, they released a box set called The Early Years, which was sort of rarities, demos, unreleased material. Yeah. And it was from the Sid Barrett era, pre-Dark Side. So that would be fantastic for a big Pink mm. Floyd fan. Fantastic. <clears throat> but then they uh, slapped a 379.99 <laughs> price tag on it. Yeah. And they're taking the fucking piss. <laughs> and not only that, I didn't buy it, obviously, but when it came out, reviews were very negative uh, because uh, it seemed like the material had just been slapped onto discs yeah. and put out. And not uh, for such a high price tag, you would want that to be restored and, and well, remastered. Yeah. If they're remastering everything else, you may as well do that. Yeah. Um, and then I think they also said that you'll only be able to get this material in this box set and then two months later started releasing the individual volumes separately yeah uh, anyway but like a few weeks ago they announced the later years right. so do you know all the stuff when all the interesting parts of Pink Floyd's musical work had yeah. sort of left them and they were just doing generic oh, yeah. 80s 90s yeah. stadium rock all that is collected <laughs> in a 429.99 box set and I just I have to say I, I, I would say about five five maybe five ten years ago i started becoming less and less into pink Floyd because it was such an intense yeah. obsession i suppose with them for years i sort of got over that but at this point i really just find myself fucked off with them fucked off fucked off fucked off fucked off fucked off fucked off again really they're taking the piss who what who wants the later years box set <laughs> number one if it was if it was 50 quid i wouldn't be forking out for it no. Cause, oh, do you know? I, do you know, I really want to hear. I want really want to hear all the surround sound remixes of Dogs of War. That's what I really want to hear. Oh, pl- please tell me you've got the twelve-inch mix of Learning to Fly. I don't care. I don't care, Dave. Nick, Nick, you're all right, but but come on, Dave, you're better than this. This is what Roger would do. It's, yeah, tits. Oh yeah, that's that bit. We're gonna release. Uh, crash the early years. Yes. All the podcasts that we've got available, series one available for free, obviously, but on disc. Yeah. That's going to be six thousand pounds, <laughs> and it comes with an inflatable George, <laughs> <laughs> and some collector's art cards. Yeah. Uh, they always come with that sort of stuff, yeah. which I quite, I quite like. I have to say, I'm a sucker. I fall for that sort of stuff. Yeah, me too. But when it's when they're taking the piss, I do think. I, I do not want a series of collector's art cards no. based on uh, the Division Bell album. Now, I do like the album artwork. I, I have to clear up, like, I don't mind that later Pink Floyd stuff, but it's not Pink Floyd. It's not... It, it can never equal Animals, mm. Wish You Were Here, that era. Yeah. It can't even equal the earliest stuff that's 
like you know careful with the axe Eugene and those sort of experimental tracks but blah, 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 blah. I know I am a bit <laughs> but if, if you're going to dedicate an expensive box set to something why would you pick the two worst Pink Floyd <laughs> albums but Dave is they're just Dave Gilmore solo albums still his show on Dave's pretty good isn't it <laughs> very um... <laughs> what's it which show is this <laughs> You know the one he does on Dave? We well, did that Google Whack thing, didn't he, as well? <laughs> and then, what's it called? Sweet li- what's his Modern new life. one called? Modern Life is Good. Dave Gilmore's Modern Life is Good. <laughs> yeah. That's his best work. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got another bit now. Oh, I've got another bit now that uh, would usually come under the banner of things what get on me tits. More moaning. Yeah, more whinging <laughs> from George Walsh, baby. But um, but I've come up with a clever pun title for this one. Good. So, Good. so he's going to get his own jingle and everything. Sorted. So uh, here we go. This is where I ask Paul, have you talking to me? Have <laughs> you talking to me? Have you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Well, who the hell else are you, you talking to? You... talking to me? Well, I'm the only one here. Who the fuck do you, you think you're talking to? Oh, yeah? Huh? Okay. So, as you might be able to guess from that, because uh, it's all about cinema, isn't it? Taxi Driver, iconic piece of film history. Uh, it's about the View Cinema chain, Paul. Have you you ever been to any of these? I have, yeah. The local, the cinema in Worcester, there is an Odeon, but it's an awful Odeon. It's really old, yeah. and there's no... Um, the seating isn't staggered or anything. It's just on one level. <laughs> what a waste of time that is. <laughs> no, it's really bad. Yeah. Um, so, the View is kind of the only option. Really right. in Worcester, so I do I do visit the view. Yeah, sometimes it's it, it yeah, like you say, it's the only option. You yeah have to go there if you want to see a particular film. Mm. But um, what do you think of the view? I hate it. You hate it. Good, yeah. good, because I fucking really hate it, and I I, <laughs> I thought I'd have to compete. Uh, not no. compete. I thought I'd have to argue my case more no. effectively. But view are cunts. Okay, I don't say that explicitly, but I agree with that. <laughs> Um, the first point of contention for, for me with them is that they've got this absolutely mega pretentious trail that they have oh. uh, for themselves before the film that declares this is not a cinema. Well, yes, it is. Of course it is. <laughs> it's a cinema, isn't it? It's got seats and you see films there. It's a cinema. Come on. Yeah. I mean, it says this is passion, spirit, energy, pain, etc. And This is not a cinema. This is big screen entertainment. But that's what a cinema is, isn't it? <laughs> That is it what is, a cinema you're is. You're right, it is, that is the definition of a cinema. I mean, I know it makes me a whiny film school graduate to say this, but they, they sell the view as if it takes audiences above and beyond the usual conventional cinematic experience to realms of ecstasy and unbelievable reality. And as a filmmaker, no matter how junior a filmmaker I am, and I am at the way at the bottom of the, uh, <laughs> of the ladder, uh, I find that really insulting. Yeah, it, it's cinema as an art form can take people to new places, can do all of those things. Yeah, not the view specifically. It is also it's a bit weird that they boast all that like it's some transformative experience, and then like only show films like Despicable Me three. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> or Wonder Park with Tom Baker in it. <laughs> I know, yeah, it's not... He's a CGI bear. <laughs> Great. Or the boss baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I, I just... It, but it really does piss me off on that level because I yeah. do think it's really insulting. I know that is a bit high and mighty on my part. Highfalutin. <laughs> For me to get worked up about George that. George Highfalutin Walsh. But it, it does buoy me up. Yeah. I mean, they have, like, the fucking goal to say that about their chain of cinemas. But it's the worst cinema chain in the country. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you know, the fact that they're saying they're the only one that can take this to this magical neverland of cinematic joy yeah. is just absolute bollocks. It is it? absolute tosh. Um, it's, that's not all I've got to say. He's got extensive notes. He's uh, <laughs> got an essay on his uh-huh. phone business. <laughs> Uh, I want to just talk briefly about the bloke who runs The View. (laughs) (laughs) This time it's personal. Uh, Tim Richards, who wrote to BAFTA with a cob on, threatening to boycott them because Roma won Best Film, saying that, oh, it's it's a TV movie, it's not made for cinema, and it shouldn't count because, quote, it's not a real film. Mm. Uh, even though it's directed by Alfonso Cuaron, yep. one of the I would say one of the best sort of yeah, yeah. contemporary filmmakers. I'd agree. Um, he's pretty good. He's very yeah, exactly. Um, he's alright, isn't he? It did have a cinema run as well. I know that yeah. was more of to make it eligible for the BAFTA. Yeah, yeah. I know it's a, a little bit not cynical, but it's definitely part of the marketing, so it could be in contention. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think award shows are a reliable metric for how good or bad films are. But he's just he's just being a wanker, isn't he? It's clearly yeah. he's just going. Oh, 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 I hate him. I mean, what? Uh, yeah, let's boycott all the films that were in the Baftas. That's a good idea for business, isn't it? You fucking idiot! I just, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. You, you're off your chest. Here. Does my head in? Because he, he's always he's always arguing with like Universal and like loads of other film distributors, which is a miracle considering that I think Universal do the Despicable Me films and all the is it Illumination? Sony, I think. You oh, do. is it Sony? I oh, think okay. so. Distribute <laughs> I'm embarrassing myself. <laughs> <laughs> but they're they're always you arguing. Never live that down, George. I know. Yeah, the shame. But they're always arguing with film distributors. Uh, because this might actually might not be Sony. Prepare next week for a crass correction. <laughs> if one of us is, I'm wrong. gonna check. I've got Minions <laughs> on Blu-ray. I can just check the back. Um, but I think they argue because uh, the view of slashed cinema tickets to four ninety nine a piece. And I mean, I like cheap cinema tickets as much what? as the next person. The four ninety nine. What the view? Yeah. Not in, not in Worcester, they ain't. Oh, they are up, up here. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. might. I've not been to the view in a while, so it might have changed. But no, they were four ninety nine for a long yeah, time. Yeah, never was in the Midlands. No, bastards. It's been dealt a duff card there. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I, I like cheap cinema tickets as much as the next person. But I would rather pay more to a keep the film industry afloat. Yeah. Uh, and b see films at any cinema other other than the view, <laughs> uh, near me. <laughs> And I mean, to me, it sounds like a bit of a scheme. It sounds like if we make five every ticket five quid, then the view can bankrupt every other cinema chain in the country, yeah. and then they've got the monopoly on it. Yeah. And do you know who else had a scheme like that? Doctor Kananga in Live and Let Die. <laughs> that was his scheme: give heroin away, make every, put everyone out of business, then put tickets up to like seventy six quid a ticket, yeah. and then have the monopoly. It's just just like James Bond. Yeah. I mean, I used to hate the Odeon for being pretentious. Uh, in itself aggrandising f- pre-film trails. You know, sit back, 
relax. Yeah. I hated all that stuff. But uh, they've never annoyed me as much as The View. And not only that, they've sorted their act out a bit. I think. Yeah, I did. I've noticed that. The and few times uh, it seems there. a lot more humble and sort of normal yeah. now to go to the audience. It's like it's a multiplex, but it's a friendly, warm multiplex yeah. sort of thing, rather than View promising, you know, imagined riches. Yeah, they're the same as any other cinema. You in fact, who... they're better in other cinemas. <laughs> Joe, I hate. Go on. The guy who goes, "Hello." I hate that guy. Oh, yeah. Fucking hate him. You're in the dark. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah. Well, you don't say you're in the dark, but I know what you mean. I want to go back back in wherever he's sitting when he's, when the film's playing and just beat him up. Deck him. Yeah. Whenever, like, when I hear his voice next time, I'll just go out and I'll find where he is yeah. in, his, in his little sound box <laughs> or whatever. I think that might beat be a recording, up. though. What? <laughs> But it's it's a warning about mobile phones, isn't it? I think to switch. It sort of is, but it's ba- it's also yeah. like oh look how gr- like you say it's look how great we are. Yeah, but I'm tempted. I I hate people whose phones go off in cinema. Yeah. But I'm really tempted to not only turn my phone on uh, and have the volume really loud, but change the ringtone to something really annoying like the Macarena or something. <laughs> just and just and then like steal someone else's phone and just ring my own phone throughout Simple the film. Simon say. <laughs> Yeah, Peter Simon's novelty <laughs> hit record hit, uh, Simple Simon. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, if I can see a film at, at the Odeon or at home, which is my local sort yeah. of art house, the only place you can really see decent foreign films and we stuff. We haven't got one of them. No, that's the arse end of nowhere for you, yeah. I'm afraid. Uh, but if I can go anywhere other gather than... around someone's house with like a DVD, <laughs> sometimes like a VHS of... Um... <laughs> Manuel or whatever. <laughs> uh, there is a link to um, Emmanuel. Uh, it isn't discussed, unfortunately. I, there's a feature coming up in, later in this podcast. Okay. Uh, but the person at the centre of that feature was in an Emmanuel film. <laughs> um, very briefly, he. I think the premise was Eman- the well, Emmanuel herself was too old. <laughs> I think, and so they. <laughs> This... The premise of the Emmanuel film was, oh, Emmanuel's all old now. Well, I thought they did. Just imagine cheeky Nicholas Lindhurst. It's comfy. Now, um, the premise was that she's old and she's on a plane and she bumps into this particular uh, well known yep. actor. Well known. In, in well known in crass circles. Yeah. <laughs> And he basically turns around and says, "Come on, blimey, you're Emmanuel." And she says, "Yes, well, I am." Slightly giving it away with the yeah, accent. a little bit. Well, they're going to know in a bit anyway if, oh, they, yeah. if they're still listening. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, they use that. Tell me some. Of, tell, tell me about some of your exploits. Telling me about some of your telling exploits. Me, <laughs> telling me who you've been shagging this week. <laughs> And then we have a series of flashbacks, and it's a much younger, fitter uh, woman playing Emmanuel in the flashbacks. But yeah, uh, I forgot what I was saying. I can't remember. Yeah, I'd rather go to somewhere like home yeah. to see films, or the Odeon if it's a, if it's the multiplex. I'm not against the multiplex, but the view, they're fucking taking the piss. So yeah, that was me. That was view me view talking to view. <laughs> well, I think you got your point across. <laughs> So, George, this isn't the only uh, trip I've made no. uh, in the last week or so. Mm. Um, uh, last Saturday, 
I had to make a trip to um, to Birmingham. Oh. Uh, the land of. <laughs> now how? <home>. Birmingham. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had to go and visit Ryan because yes. he's got this new uh, place out in Birmingham because mm. uh, he's doing a sort of. Um, B-Tech. Some... <laughs> B-Tech, yeah. <laughs> no, not even any I don't know why I said that. <laughs> the fact that I just agreed with you. Yeah. Me. Yeah, yeah. There's no, no, no pretense that this is real. <laughs> so yeah, I went to visit him in his new flat. Yeah. I said I would. Got a bit rude. Got a bit rude. <laughs> to be honest. But I thought, I thought when I went, I thought I'd write a little diary. Yeah. Because um, some crazy, cause crazy things happen in Birmingham. Um, and I've sort of called it Paul Austin's Boston Times. And I'm far, far away With my head up in the clouds And I'm far... Extracts from Paul's diary. 28th of September, 2019. The day I went to Birmingham. 6am. I've got to go to Birmingham today to see Ryan in his new place. Why do I do this to myself? Being selfless is a bloody curse. Fried egg sandwich and an after eight mint for breakfast. <laughs> 6.06am. Accidentally wiped my arse with my toothbrush. What a shit start to the day. 7.17am. Made it to the station. Train arrived. Only two carriages. At least 50 people got on at my stop alone. The train was already half full. I'm squashed between an old guy, who I'm fairly sure is high on something, and a quite attractive woman. I've got both hands in the air. Can't be too careful these days. 7.30am. The high guy has gone off on one, accusing me of inappropriately grinding against him. Bloody unreal. 7.36am. I'm hiding in the toilets. To be honest, this is probably one of the more peaceful train journeys I've taken in the Midlands. 8.01am. Arrived at New Street. Tried to get off the train, but was blocked in by a load of brummies, desperately trying to get on. You've got to move, I shouted. No! Yo, move! They shouted back in unison. It was proper weird. In the end, the station police got involved... And for legal reasons, I can't include the following three pages of the diary in the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. 1.45pm. Made it to Ryan's. He met me outside the police station and we got an Uber, which I feel guilty about, but fuck it. Ryan's housemates are all there to greet me. There's three of them. Fabergé Anthony, who's got a big plastic head like a robot Andy Kaufman. <laughs> tiny Jim, who is tiny. And Clive Owen. Clive hugged me when I first got in. His skin is extremely waxy. I found it very uncomfortable. They've given Ryan the moniker Mighty Ryan the Love Machine, which is absolutely pathetic and inaccurate. Ryan once had a panic attack after seeing me topless. 4pm. <laughs> We've played the game of life five times. Everyone has won at least once apart from me. That's fine, I'm not bothered, doesn't matter. What does matter is they all seem to think Ryan is great. Honestly, it's like they want to bum him or something. If they only knew the real Ryan, they'd jack him in quick smart. 4.36pm. I've written up a list of everything that's crap about Ryan. I think it's only fair that his new friends know the truth. Number one, he's a coward. He was once chased by a randy bull and he cried. Two, he has a terrible sense of humour. He never gets any of my brilliant jokes, like when I set his bed on fire. Three, he doesn't respect me. I once asked him to take my mum to bingo and he petulantly told me that he was too busy at his dad's funeral or something. Jammy bastard. Four, he looks like Natalie Cassidy if she was covered in shit and was bitten by loads of ants. Five, he hates women. I might leave this one out, actually. I get the impression his new friends have similar feelings about women. <laughs> Six, 
His podcast, Witless, is an obvious rip-off of Crass, except with a crap Radio 4 title. 4.41pm. I'm currently sat in the doorway of Costa. I've come to the conclusion that Ryan's housemates are dickheads. Ryan's pretty bad, don't get me wrong, but Jesus, these guys. Fabergé Anthony actually referred to Peter Kay's car share as Hella Fly at one point, without a hint of irony. He's from Bartley Green! What an idiot. I accidentally knocked Tiny Jim into a pint glass on my way out. Feeling quite bad about that. He seemed the best of a bad bunch. 5pm. My train doesn't leave until 9 and I'm starving. The last thing I ate was a bit of after 8 mint. I tried begging, but it's a lot harder than it looks. I've got 56p. What the hell am I going to do? 5.56pm. Might just score some 56p smack. Not sure what I was thinking. 6.36pm. Fuck's sake, it's not slack. Don't know what it it. 9pm. <laughs> Sue, there was something I have to done now. 9.06pm. Fork. 9.23pm. Mossed the train. Forked off. <laughs> Fucked off. Fucked off. Fucked off. Fucked off. Fucked off. Fucked off again. 11.10pm. Coming down now. Sitting in a puddle outside the ball ring next to Jamie's Italian. God, I'm hungry, but I won't go there. Not if you paid me. 11.18pm. Ended up lying in the dirt outside Five Guys. Lady working there sat me down and brought me some chips. She asked me what my name is. I told her Paul Austin. She asked if I've got somewhere to go. I told her I'm not from Birmingham, no matter what George says. And I missed my train. She asked if I've got a carer. For some reason, I started going on about George again. 11.36pm. The lady from Five Guys, her name is either Esther or Fester, couldn't properly hear, but it's one of them, walked me to the station and paid for a new ticket. I should have said thanks, but instead I asked her what her favourite fudge was. She said that the nicest fudge she'd ever had was in Brighton. She can't remember the brand or anything, but she remembers that her dad bought it for her and they sat at the end of the pier and ate it together. Bloody typical. It's the brand that I needed. 11.46pm. Esther or Fester bought me some fudge from Tesco's. We ate it on the platform and I told her about the podcast. She said she'd give it a go, but I told her not to bother because it's absolutely terrible. (laughs) 12.03am. Esther made sure I got on the train all right and waved me off. I'm sat opposite a guy with five ears. (laughs) Only in the Midlands. 12.22am. Thinking about Fester. Having trouble picturing what she looks like or what she sounds like, but I'm sure it'll come back to me. 1.01am. Thinking about Ryan, the bloody traitor, hanging out with heartbeeps and bloody amount of children of men. Heartbeeps. <laughs> 1.46am. Finally home. There was fudgy, my sick. No idea where that came from. Gonna go straight to bed. Night, night. 3.06am. Just realised the old guy on the train this morning was my dad. Good to see he's still around. And I'm George, what do you think of that tale? I thought it was very uh, sad. Commendable of you to to try. Uh, no, it was very good. It was very good. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was a tragic tale. It was. Um, I did laugh a few times during during it. Which, I did notice that. Which I mean, would it wasn't a funny story. It was quite. No. It was quite sad. It's like uh, I suppose it's a bit like if you went to see Macbeth at the theatre. And you laughed all the way through it. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> it's a bit like doing that, I suppose. So yeah. I do uh, have to take some responsibility. I'm sorry for laughing no, it's all right. during Don't your Boston it. times. Don't but you said it. it was a Boston time. Boston's good, isn't it? In yeah. Brom slang-like. Yeah, well, it's a bit where... Um... Actually, there wasn't any fun bit. There was no positivity in it at all. It was just, it was just negative. Yeah, that's a good point. 
But I enjoyed hearing it. Yeah. I'm thinking I might try and find um, this woman who I met. Do you think that would be yeah. a good idea? Go to Birmingham and try and find her? Esther or Fester. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. it sounds she, like she seemed quite nice. She works in... You know where she works and you know what she's called. So that's... that's should, well, well, you know half what she's called. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless they've got a Fester and or Esther working there as well as the Fester and or Esther that you want to meet. Yeah. Then you'd have confusion on your hands. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, um, otherwise, yeah, I think. Okay, well, I think I might go and see if I can find her. Because mm. I really need a shag. Swiftly alone. Um, well, like you, Paul, this week I've sort of had a, a little bit of a, an adventure of my own, uh, a day trip that uh, I recorded in the very first Crass Field Report. Crass Field Report. I'm sitting in the railway station, got a ticket for my destination. Uh, so Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, I'm not strictly speaking sitting, I'm walking around, I'm looking at a display that the official charts company have got, sounds from around Britain. Uh, currently looking at sounds of the Midlands uh, to try and please Paul. Kasabian there, rubbish. Uh, Jake Bogg, he's like a pound shop, Bob Dylan. Um, Amy Winehouse was good, I'll give you that. Billie Eilish, don't know who she is. Black Sabbath, ELO, UB40. All the greats. Dexy's Midnight Runners, though. Surely the apex of Midlands music talent. I'm sure you'll agree. Waiting for the 805 on uh, Platform 7. Got about 20 minutes. I'm going to go and get myself a sandwich, I think. Well, the uh, Sainsbury's meal deal has proved to be a lifesaver. There's a, a stand here at Piccadilly Station called Upper Crust, and they want £3.79 for a bacon balm uh, without ketchup as well. Can you believe it? So, uh, thank God there was a Sainsbury's, so I managed to get myself a meal deal. I've got uh, a cold bacon sandwich, you can't win them all. Uh, but I've also got some barbecue beef, big hoops, hula hoops, and a bottle of San Pellegrino water, which is fantastic, but I'd rather have had Evian. So, yet again, can't win them all. Uh, I'm about to get on the train now, so next time I speak to you, I'll actually be en route to, to my destination, London. We're uh, en route now. Just a uh, bloody announcement. No? Okay. Yeah, we're on route and we're just about to reach Stockport. I think now he makes the announcement. Super. Finished. Okay. Excuse me. Um, yeah, just about to reach Stockport Station. I've done in that cold bacon sandwich. Uh, not as good as a hot bacon sandwich, obviously, but uh, nowhere near as bad as it sounds. Uh, the bacon was, was alright, um, better than the usual standard for a uh, railway supermarket meal deal bacon. Uh, the bread was surprisingly not damp. Uh, could have done with a bit more ketchup, I think, but then again that might have uh, led
led to a sacrifice in the integrity of the bread. Uh, I've got a table all to myself, which is already raising some attention. And the fact that I'm now just speaking into my phone is raising even more. But um, yeah, on the way to London. I've arrived at uh, London Euston, it's 10.52. Um, at Stockport, uh, a woman and her child got on the train and decided, oh, I know what we'll do. We'll sit with the bloke who's got a table all to himself. So uh, that's why there were no more updates. I also have to keep my voice down slightly because they're just in front of me. Um, yeah, so I'm going to potter around London for a bit first before heading to the BFI South Bank for the one o'clock screening of On Her Majesty's Secret Service. So, as you know, Tube Tales has kind of had the kibosh put on it by uh, Paul and some of the listeners who've emailed in. Um, but I thought whilst I'm here, I might try and do a live Tube Tale, sort of. I mean, I managed to salvage uh, thingy. What was it? eBay Adventures. So I thought might as well try and salvage this. It's bloody noisy down here on the tube, I'll tell you. So I'm getting a Northern Line train, but southbound. Big hula hoops, bit disappointed. No uh, real flavour. I think Paul Paul had a theory about big veg. Do you know the sort of big world record winning veg, how it has no flavour. And so the bigger the food, the less flavour it has. I think that was true, certainly with the big hula hoops. Very loud. If you want to play along at home with your tube maps, I've uh, just got on the Northern Line at Euston and I'm heading to Leicester Square. There's a guy who looks a bit like um, Jeremy Vine at the other end of the carriage. Maybe I should go over there and uh, ask him what he's playing at with uh, regards to his radio show. That's not him. You know, I can see why so many people uh, want me to scrap Tube Tales as a feature. Nothing's really happening. Only Fools and Horses, the musical, that poster for that. Uh, there's a preview of that, wasn't there, on like Comic Relief or something last year? Looked absolute dog ends. I'm in uh, Leicester Square currently. Um, big statue, fountain thing for William Shakespeare. It's a quote. There is no darkness but ignorance. Uh, obviously, never lived through a power cut in a suburban Salford Council house. Idiot. It's embarrassing, really, isn't it? Big fountain for him. Clearly wrong with that. It's a statue of Charlie Chaplin. Possibly my least favourite silent comedian. 
and I've seen some of the short films of uh, Fatty Arbuckle, so I mean, Jesus. What else can I see? Got the Odeon Leicester Square. Just walked past a view cinema, which is just... Don't get me started. Um, it's a pub there called The Moon Underwater. Got one of them in Manchester. And like the one in Manchester, it's a Weatherspoons, which means it's awful. There's a cine world. Oh, there really are a lot of cinemas then. It's a big M&M's shop. Does anyone like M&M's that much? Just have to uh, make a little addition here. Uh, unbelievable, proper Del Boy tactics. I've just walked past a tour guide. Uh, we're at St James's Square in London. Just walked past a tour guide claiming uh, that one of the fine houses here uh, was where Sherlock Holmes used to live. Genuinely, and this is where Sherlock, you've, you've all seen Sherlock, haven't you, with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch? Well, this is the actual house where Sherlock used to live. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hey, do you like London-based crap? Then get down to Crest of London where you can buy 50% off selected items. Get yourself a charming beefy to bear. Why not buy a mug with the word London written on it? You can get yourself a bell with Tower Bridge on the top of it. Or why not go the whole hog and get a delightful royal baby and Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II commemorative mug. I think we've already had enough of the mugs. You can get a bobblehead Mr Bean if you like. Or a lovely shoehorn with a London bus on it. All 50% off at Crest of London. Go to crestoflondon.co.uk. Uh, it is a real shop. They've not paid me to say any of that. And I'm getting funny looks from the members of staff. So I'm now walking away uh, towards Nelson's column. It's a big column, isn't it? John Noakes uh, climbed it and cleaned it once. But, I mean, it's filthy again, isn't it? Waste of time. Uh, walking past a restaurant here. Garfunkel's Restaurant. So what Art Garfunkel did when Simon and Garfunkel split up. Paul Simon had a string of hits. Art Garfunkel, bright eyes, and a chain of burger joints in the capital of the United Kingdom. Uh, it's the usual London cliche. Red buses, uh, black cabs, uh, muggins going on everywhere. Uh, Nelson's Column there, National Gallery. I don't know what to do really, I've got about an hour to kill. I don't know whether to join a protest that seems to be going on, or uh, just potter around and make comments. Just walk past, um, a, well, a bank of telephone boxes, red telephone boxes, and there were eight people around them taking pictures. I'm just thinking, I mean, maybe if they're, you know, overseas tourists, they don't have red telephone boxes, but I mean, they're not just a London thing. It's pretty, uh, you know, the UK wide, there's quite a lot of them, surely. I mean, there's, I can think of at least two at the top of my head in Manchester. It's just like, surely you get over that having your picture taken next to a telephone box? Surely you get over that at like the age of six or something? just uh, crossed Westminster Bridge which is an absolute nightmare you've got people doing like um, I can't remember what it's called I, I want to say three card Monty 
but it wasn't it wasn't with cards it was with cups and balls and it was basically a con I've seen enough episodes of uh, Con Dom the uh, Dominic Littlewood fronted confidence tricks to debunker show to know that that's a scam uh, but it's full of idiots that bridge just stopping and watching going, oh what's going on oh well is it a game is it <laughs> drive me up the wall there's also a woman uh, just stopped to take a picture of the uh, resin gold seahorse outside the sea life center why would you want a picture of that I'm nearly at the BFI South Bank anyway, which is what this is all about. Stairs whistle in the middle of my uh, Craftsfield report, I don't mind. Well, I'm here at the BFI South Bank in my seat, ready for On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Um, it's quite busy. I'm at the very back, unfortunately, but it's still a great view of the screen, I must say. I think I can see Calvin Dyson, the, the YouTube Bond reviewer knocking about um, yeah I've just had a spot of lunch outside I had a chicken pasta pot from Tesco uh, a lot of people were staring as they walked past I didn't think I was eating like a pig but uh, you know maybe it's just a, a weird southern thing I remember the uh, Twitter account or whatever it was that was women eating on the tube where just basically women eating on the tube were being harassed by uh, knobs with camera phones so, yeah, don't know what that's all about. But I'm um, very excited and just very glad to be sitting down and relaxing and not having to deal with the stress of, you know, foot traffic on the bridges and stuff. Speak to you after the film. Well, Majesties has just finished and uh, George Lazenby has just done his Q&A. It was fantastic. I mean, there was uh, the thorny issue of David Walliams, but you can't win them all. Uh, as I said this morning with my cold bacon sandwich. Um, a lot of the stories I'd also heard before, but it was great hearing them again from the man himself in person. It was fantastic. So uh, I'm now queuing to get his autograph. And uh, I have to tell you, it's a long queue. And uh, I'm going to be here quite a while. But uh, what will happen is the audio will switch to a much uh, poorer quality microphone if it could get poorer than this if you can imagine such a thing um, so yeah here we go my meeting with George Lazenby hopefully hello George you want your name on it? Uh, yes please uh, Jorge J-O-R-G-E where did you come from? I'm from Manchester, up north. Why do they call you Jorge? Um, well, it's, everyone pronounces it uh, George, but um, it's partly down to you as well. Uh, about two nights after I was born, Your Majesty's was on TV, and so George. Jorge! Thank you very much. Well, as you no doubt heard from the tape, I made a total uh, prick of myself there, and uh, sounded like a gibbering idiot. Uh, <laughs> I think it's fair to say Mr Lazenby doesn't suffer fools gladly and certainly wouldn't put up with my shtick for too long. But uh, I did get an autograph. I didn't get a picture, unfortunately. But it was great. He's a great guy. He's a really cool guy. I mean, he's, yeah. He's George Lazenby. I've met a Bond. It's weird. So I'm just having a mosey around London's West End Theatre District. Uh, just went down to FOP to pick up a, a 
couple of films. Well, I really went there just to have a, a look round, but it's always the way. Uh, staff are very nice. Uh, the lady who served me particularly actually had a chat, which uh, seems to be a bit of a rarity these days. Uh, not that I want to have like a full-blown conversation with the person uh, behind the till, but I mean, a bit of a chat is nice. It's something Paul could uh, bear in mind for his uh, retail job. Chat with people. Don't just go, do you want a bag? Yeah, fine. Oh, sorry, that was a bit butch for Paul. Oh, do you want a bag? Oh. Oh, 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 I'll have to have the day off again. Oh. Just, you know, be nice. Be nice to the customer. The customer's not always right, but don't be, don't be aloof, you know. So I'm back in Leicester Square, and I've just been walking along, and this um, attractive young French woman just came up to me and handed me her phone and said in broken English will you take uh, some photos so I thought oh god but fine whatever so I, I, I didn't show this level of annoyance uh, outwardly but I internalised all that uh, I obliged I took some pictures uh, they were all blurred and she asked me to do it again but then what she did I was standing there with the camera and she walked off and then started walking towards me and then wanted me to snap them as she's walking along so these turned out blurred as well then two leaflet blokes come over and say you take one you take one and I said no I don't want one and uh, (laughs) genuinely went what the fuck is wrong with you and I said I'm going home in an hour what what do you want me to do oh I'll take one and go to the comedy club no I'm not taking one you know I'm not it's litter isn't it and pollution if I take one that's wasted paper and you know very recently I've become all you know pro Greta Thunberg not that I was anti Greta Thunberg but there we go um, but yeah, just just coming up with leaflets, and he just what the fuck is wrong with you? Like that? It's not my fault, is it? And then she, I've got so I've got him waving leaflets, shouting at me. I've got a French woman with a camera phone, not shouting but annoyed with me. I'm thinking this is a setup for a mugging because I'm you know neurotic, anxious. I'm thinking three people crowding around me in a very busy place. But then I thought I haven't got anything to be uh, mugged of, so well, you know. Let's go along for the ride. But I, I said this. I, so, I, I don't. I, yeah. To be honest, I can't wait to get home at this point because it's getting late. It's Sunday. Everywhere's shut. I'm getting hungry. I'm annoyed. I've got two hours to wait for a train. Um, I wish it was. You know, I wish it was like a much earlier train, but I, it was impossible. So, yeah, I'm just pottering around doing nothing. A lot of this Crassfield report has just been me going, and it, and whinging. Uh, well, it goes with the territory, doesn't it? If you're listening to Crass, you're not expecting me to present a happy, jolly time. Of course, it's going to be littered with embarrassment and uh, frustration. That's the Crass way, or at least that's the that's the George Walsh way. Um, Christ. Two, uh, just under two hours to go then just uh, stopped again in Leicester Square just because I've been thinking and it, it, it may be a silly thing to to say but the guy struck a nerve the guy who said what the fuck is wrong with you he's struck a nerve because I've genuinely now sitting down Leicester Square 
uh, opposite old bar one, right next to some bins and scaffolding and stuff. And I'm just thinking, what the fuck is wrong with me? So I'm supposed to keep this light, aren't I, and upbeat. Everything's fine. Just in uh, Nando's now, opposite Euston Station, having a nose bag. Uh, the train home is in about 40 minutes. I just, I'm at the point where I'm really tired now and I feel like I need a shower due to all of that sort of dirty air on the underground and stuff. Uh, it's been a hell of a day. I never thought it would end with uh, existential questions being raised, but um, no, it's been a very good day. Um, meeting George Lazenby was fantastic. Seeing the best Bond film of them all on the big screen was amazing. Uh, yeah, I've loved it, but I do want to go home. Well, that was just, I mean, you didn't... There was a lot wrong with your day as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it wasn't... It, it was very uh, up and down, I think. Yeah. It was fun to listen to, though. I liked the bits when you were suffering. <laughs> Thanks, thanks a lot. It's good to have that French girl. Yeah, you know, started out fairly attractive. Within about 30 seconds, I was really annoyed by it. (laughs) (laughs) Five minutes down the line, proper fucked off. Fucked off, fucked off, fucked off, fucked off, fucked off, fucked off again. But yeah, a little adventure, but I met. James Bond himself. According to Crass, the best James Bond of According all. According to you, the best According James to Bond. the Crass podcast. Well. Uh, well, I'm on Crass. It's half mine. And on the podcast, I said he's the best. So it's according to Crass. I'm not going to argue because I don't care. But yeah, that's true. Just for the record, that's not my opinion. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't you don't care. But no, I don't care. I mean, any, I'm going to ask anyway, any thoughts on me meeting... A real life James Bond, and not only a James Bond, but the one James Bond yeah. who only did one film. <laughs> I mean, it's very you. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. It is, but I, I no, I, I would say on balance, I had a good day, but uh, yeah, I, there were there were a few incidents, let's say, along yeah. the way. I noticed you're trying to lecture me on how to how do to retail do... and how yeah. to serve customers well. Yeah, well, like, well, like I said in in the field report, I met. I met someone in FOP and she was really nice and she was really friendly and had a chat about the films. Yeah, I was we've buying. all listened to it. Yes, but we know I'm, what happened. Well, yeah, I, but what, I'm, what I'm saying... angry about is the fact. I mean, you I, you don't know that might be what I'm like when I serve customers. It's not, <laughs> but it could be. Well, I, I, whatever. I'm not going to argue with you, right. but raise still, your game. good field report anyway. Yes, it well wasn't done. bad, was it? Well done. <laughs> well I think is there anything else or is that all we've got time for well we've got another little thing oh. a big finale that we could only do if we're in the same room yes I've brought along George knows this already because we had a big thing about trying to find a drill <laughs> but I brought some uh, Midlands Conkers along yeah so I thought we could have a little go another world first for the Crass podcast mm-hmm. Pod. Podcast, live conquer podcast. Yeah. Not reckon... live, pre-recorded, obviously. Yeah, this but... thing live. But... Do you think they'll do this on Cheap Show next week? <laughs> <laughs> Almost certainly. <laughs> it is awesome, isn't it, George? So it's perfect time to kind yeah. of be doing this. Taking the first shot now, listeners. I'm going to take a shot against George's conquer. I've gone for quite a kind of large, smooth one. George's dog's barking. Yep. 
George has gone. Yours is more. Um, how do you describe yours? Sort of uh, anatomical. <laughs> you imagine. Very anatomical. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I'm taking the first shot now, listeners. I see why people uh, insist on safety goggles for this. Yeah, it's pretty, dangerous, it's isn't dangerous, it? Dangerous, isn't it? I'm taking my first shot. Oh, that was a good shot, listeners. Just expecting it for damage. It's no real damage oh. yet. I'm going to have to go really hard for this one. Yeah. All in. Oh, shit. I fucked it, listeners. I'm doing really badly. Is this good listening? Who knows? It's at the end they can just leave it if they don't like it. Ah, oh, shit. I missed. <laughs> right, here we go. This is the comeback kid. Oh, that was good. <laughs> he went into his face, listeners. Nearly caught, caught that on the schnoz. And actually, I can see some damage over oh. this is I'm terrible at this sort of thing. It was a good first shot you did, though. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it again. Right, where's the... Oh, there's a little bit of damage. Oh, I fucked ah. it. I fucked it. I just skimmed it, listeners. Is this good? Oh, that was a good one. What if they just don't breathe? <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm gonna read. I mean, this is gonna be the one, listeners. Oh my god, no, not very good. He's got a really cack-handed way of doing it. I, how am I supposed to do it? Right, look at the way I'm doing it. I'm wrapping it around my fingers yes. like that. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm holding it like this to get as much power as I can. Holding it just over above there. Yeah. That's and quite I'm good. Hitting it. So wrap it round your fingers. You might want a little bit of a slightly longer. No, then it's too long, I think. Just follow your heart. That was closer, though. I'm shit at this. <laughs> What's the conquer scene like in Manchester? Well, I'm clearly not in the loop with it, am I? Mm, not too bad. But very a lot of... Oh, that was a good one. There's literally no discernible change in the Right, we'll keep going. Right, fucking here we go. Come on! Oh! He's getting it now, listeners. I'm gonna go really. Oh, fuck. oh. I fucked it! I missed! That was, that that was rubbish. Got it, well. though. I did make contact, but yeah. That was fairly solid. These are really hard. This is the problem. Yeah. We've both picked <laughs> really good conkers. Really hardy conkers. Come on. Come on! That wasn't that great. I think I mostly wet. That was all rope, that one. There you go. That was good. Right, I'm going to have to rewrap. Can I not just get some scissors and cut your lace? Like... <laughs> that, that, that is a valid tactic. Oh, come on! Just hitting my own arms with it. I'm gonna have big welts. <laughs> Conquer welts. Come on! Oh. Is that your rallying cry? My rally my cry, my cry of victory. Come on. <laughs> You're gonna get it, it's fine. Oh, come on, come on. This is the one. Kiss me, Conquer, for good luck. <laughs> oh. Didn't know you were that flexible. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't gonna happen, is it? This no. is just not gonna break. <laughs> This is interminable. <laughs> I just hit the, the, the lace there. Oh, there you go. That was a good one. 
no discernible damage. <laughs> oh, for <though>. fuck's sake! <laughs> what Come time's on. your coach? <laughs> Twenty past five. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can't we're, gonna, we're not going to keep doing this until it's over. But I feel like that's a real. Let's just give it right. Let's give us a limit. Let's say ten more hits each. Ten. <laughs> Seven. Seven more hits. Still allowed. We'll do it rapid. Rapid style. That was good. Right, my go. Oh, shit. One. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, I've lost it. I've lost the knack. Two. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, we're not even hitting it. Oh! <laughs> I thought I heard some splinter. No, you're imagining damage. things. Three. Fucking arm! Four. Do you know what, Sorry. Paul? This stupid arm is <laughs> what I like. Here we go, we're cracking it now. No! <laughs> Here we go, come on. Well fucked up with it. Fucked off, fucked off, fucked off, fucked off, fucked off, fucked off again. Just keep going, keep going until it all fucking. <laughs> Steady there. <laughs> Kids do this. <laughs> we can't even play a game that play. children can play. He's <laughs> going mental with it. <laughs> They're trapped. Our conkers are, are entwined. <laughs> it's not done anything. There's no difference to them. Some really good conkers. This is ludicrous. We're not, we can't keep our lesson. <sighs> Imagine if we just did it was an hour long podcast. <laughs> can, Most... I, can I not just go like that and stand on it? <laughs> it's not very visual. Sorry, oral. Ow, oh, my knee! <laughs> oh, shit, sorry. It's alright. That's, that's the real game, listeners. <laughs> come on, come on, come on! Hold it, keep holding it there. I'm just gonna keep back. I'm just gonna keep. Oh, you get free dibs. It's looking. It's. Oh. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just battering it now. So <laughs> he's moving it. <laughs> Fuck it. Literally no difference is being made. Let's examine them. See if there is any. No. Mine, there's no, nothing, no change to mine. I think there's... Those were there before. They there before, so there's no change to mine. There's no change to either of our conkers. So, inconclusive in the end. None of our, neither of our conkers. But I've had an idea, Paul. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What we've got here are two prize conkers here. So I think the first... Listener to email in <laughs> with the phrase, it doesn't have to be in the subject, but it has to be in the body of the text. I'm bonkers for crass conkers. <laughs> and we will send you these two yeah, lovely okay. conkers and, and bootlaces <laughs> as a prize. George, we could just like, we could just get a load of conkers and just drill holes in them. There's no way they'd know. <laughs> <laughs> What would we have to gain from that? Okay, good point. Just got to pay more for postage. We'll sign them as well. Signed conkers. Signed conkers. No, no, we'll do like a certificate of 
authenticity or something. Oh, we're on more work. All right. I'm not. All right. Fine. We'll sign. We'll sign the conkers. Yeah. <laughs> you got a sharpie. Yes. <laughs> Sorted. Right. Well, I think that's all for this week. Um, if you want to email us, the email address is crasspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Crass Podcast. If you're feeling extra sad and you want to follow Paul on Twitter, you can. No, you you started it. You you say what the Twitter my Twitter at handle is. Bumbledoon. Bumble. D O O N. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so that's it. This is, it's been a bit of a wild and wacky one today. Yes. <laughs> a bit children's TV <laughs> in parts. A little bit. That's just uh, perfect for the, the cheap show remit. So, crass oh, remit. Crass. Remit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, see you, listeners. Ta ta. Bye. <laughs>